I spoke to King, and he purred lightly before (laughs) farting, going meow, and darting away from me at rapid speed. I could only conclude (laughs) that he wants jail time. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. In violent Brooklyn, it's official. An East New York landlord murdered a tenant over unpaid rent. Apparently, his lease was up. 63-year-old Philip Estevez blasted 51-year-old Luis Martinez, who rented a room in the basement, shooting him twice in the head, once in the chest. Sometimes a simple eviction notice just doesn't do the trick. Chances are Martinez will not be getting his deposit back. Not after leaving the place in this condition, he left possessions behind. Holes in the walls. Not just the bullet holes. This guy hung pictures. There's blood all over the place. Estevez was convicted of, attempt- of second-degree murder uh, following a jury trial before Brooklyn Supreme Court Justice Albert Tomei. A Brooklyn DA, Ken Thompson, said the landlord's life will be ruined now. He'll likely spend the rest of his days behind bars. He also said this defendant was out of control. He shot to death his tenants over unpaid rent. Poor Martinez. It's like he brought a knife to a gun rent arbitration. <laughs> and yeah, joining me now is uh, a defense attorney, Jim Polk. Hello. Of Mazzy and Polk, uh, helping justice work for you. He's, 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 he then went on to terrorize and assault another tenant and her <laughs> two young children. Uh, the landlord, Estevez, I guess he hadn't had enough action for one day. Yeah. Went up to the second floor. I remember when the story happened. Yeah, I mean, we covered this. I remember talking about this. Yeah, the residence of Ana Rodriguez and her husband and two kids. And uh, Dad was out, leaving Anna alone with the 11-year-old boy, 12-year-old girl. They tried to hide from the defendant, but he confronted them. He hit the mother and the little girl in the head with a pipe. Do you believe that? Yeah. Chase the... Yeah. It, poor Anna Rodriguez brought a child to a pipe fight. <laughs> Chase the boy. That feels him. like a Stray Cats song. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> roping a child to a pipe fight. <laughs> like some guy chasing him around with a lead pipe. I feel like guys in leather jackets with bike chains and switchblades. This feels like uh, this. Who Terrified uses a pipe anymore? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, landlords, angry ones. He, he uh, The kid jumped out the window, the boy. Uh, he broke his foot. And both he and the girl escaped. They ran to the nearby 75th precinct house and uh, alerted the police. Ah, he's convicted. So one count of uh, second-degree murder, two counts of second-degree assault, and two counts of endangering the welfare of a child. Well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, this is an interesting one, because it is extremely hard to evict somebody in New York City. This guy probably just finally had enough. Like, I'm going to take this on myself. But the problem is, this is the worst way to go to trial in Brooklyn. Oh, really? Oh, when you're a landlord? Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's one thing all Brooklyn can rally against, the hipsters, the black people, the oh. Latino people, oh. they can rally against is a good old landlord. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. There's, there's few people more hated. Well, yeah, and, and not only in Brooklyn, but the world over. Yeah. yeah. No one roots for the landlord. Uh, even if the, even if these, if he was legit, what, mm-hmm. if these, what if these were the worst tenants on earth? Right, right. Well, no. you still can't shoot them. 
You know, my, my partner's family, they're, they're landlords, and they're wonderful landlords. They, uh-huh. I would love to live in one of their buildings. They're absolutely gorgeous. And yet I know if they were facing trial for something, forget <laughs> it, slumlord. You know? <laughs> yeah, that one guy, he owns he owned property, that slumlord, he was a, the, the Jewish guy who they, they, they friggin', they put him in a van, sat on his chest, exploded his lungs, yeah, burned yeah. him up in a dumpster, and everybody was like, good riddance. Yeah, yeah, nobody, yeah, they're not even looking for those guys. <laughs> that wasn't even anti-Semitism, that was yeah. a- anti-landlordism. Uh, why is it so hard to evict somebody here in New York? Well, New York is is incredibly unique in that the right to have housing is actually included in its city charter. So basically, I mean, that's why you have so many people who are able to squat in uh-huh. this city, is, is that once somebody's a squatter, once somebody's asserted a claim, it's very difficult to get them out. And you do orders to show cause, you do negotiate, but I mean... The average eviction in the state takes about six months. The average one in New York City can regularly go on over a year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we really, uh, you know, it's it's not popular to say this, but it is it is a hard place to be a decent landlord. Mm-hmm. Well, like, could you go, like, say, a sporting goods store, you know, you're in a tent, uh, stuff like that. We're squatting. We're living here. It'd be interesting to see the, how far you could stretch that. Because you know, like uh, they, a lot of times, these people they have their uh, their uh, like you know rent controlled places mm-hmm. too. Then the landlord really wants you out because once you're out, he can like raise it up to market price. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I actually very early on heard a story about a guardianship, and a guardianship is when uh, somebody is determined to be mentally not feasible, and a guardian by the court needs to be appointed for them. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. they have to go into long term care and things like that. And there's a famous story about the person who was a guardian who was a famous trial lawyer and he'd had a stroke and he could no longer speak and they were talking about his brain function was 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 fading and as they were doing the guardianship hearing he kept making grunting noises or tapping the table when there should be objections and the judge caught it and realized that this guy had full mental capacity and then the judge started asking the landlord questions like well where does he live and he was like he lives on 72nd and 5th Avenue, and what is his rent on 72nd 5th? He pays about 1400 a month, and how big of a place does he have? Mm-hmm. And it currently became obviously clear that the landlord, who was one of the witnesses against them, was desperate to get him out. Because, uh, I mean, the, the market value of that place was around 7000 a month. Oh, man, this guy's costing him, this friggin' victim is costing him thousands. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, you, that's life-changing money. I mm-hmm. can understand why they want somebody like that out. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with your cheap rent. Sometimes it's people who don't even need it, you know, because it's like family. Well, I mean, yeah, this guy was a very famous lawyer. He had millions in assets. Yeah, yeah, he didn't need some four hundred dollar a month. Uh, but just because you need it doesn't mean you have to pay it out. Well, I understand that, you know, but yeah, I mean, but then yeah. it's like sort of it's it's defeating the purpose of the whole deal. You know, it certainly to does. Housing. But that's New York, and and a lot of times these people uh, they they stay and stay. So uh, like, I, I'm starting to get on the landlord's side. I think I'm. I think. I'm, now here's the rule, though. You can't. You can't. Uh, you can't murder the tenants to get them out or chase them out with a lead pipe. That makes sense. Two of the bikers who nearly beat a guy to death are on trial. Are there? Uh, good Samaritan. Now uh, he testified. Do you, do you remember this? This uh, obviously you remember that. Yeah. It was an Asian couple and, and and their baby. They they were riding down the road, ran over a guy on a motorcycle because he got in their way, and uh, it looked as if they were going to get killed. They had to just gun it. And, uh, well, here, you know, next thing you know, he's getting the, the hell beat out of him on the side of the road. Well, Good Samaritan broke that up. He broke a, uh, he, he stepped in the middle of it. Now, he testified in court. This wild gang of motorcycle enthusiasts, uh, <laughs> you know, one was an undercover cop, and, and, that, and, and he's on trial, and, uh, and another guy. They're both on trial together. It's a non-jury trial. 
uh, 53-year-old Sergio Consuerga. He says, uh, that's that's the name of the guy, the guy who broke it up. That's a good name for a good Samaritan, Sergio Consuerga. He yeah, says, he's got a good story. He was on his way to church. On his way to church. He's a cabbie. <laughs> and he says, I heard a commotion of motorcycles coming down really fast. Yeah. And he says, they get off their bikes. They started hitting the SUV all over the place. They managed to open the door. They pull out the driver. At the same time, they open the door of the passenger side, and they try to pull his wife out. I just got in there, and I said to him, that's it, guys. Just let it go, let it go. And they started talking to me. One of them said, no, he ran over one of us. And I opened my arms to protect the man from these people to not keep attacking him. And then that's when they retreated and sped off. They weren't, they weren't about to attack this guy because he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. That they had a beef. You know, you know, you know who this, this Asian couple needed? What's that? They needed Joe Lazito. Yeah. <laughs> You're damn right they did. Joe would have straightened these motherfuckers out. Yeah, he would have straightened them out. <laughs> would look like the Terminator, that scene in the bar when he gets the clothes. Oh, like, people are just sailing. That's what this, there ought to be a show, you know? Yeah. Like, where, where the vigilante justice. Uh, Lazito we should, who, who do we know at, like, uh, AMC or something like that? That sounds like a perfect... Uh... And you know who would play Joe? Who? Joe! Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, you know, and this guy is not quite as modest as Joe. Uh, he says, uh, he's leaving the courtroom. He says, I was destined to do this. Uh, you know, Joe, a bit Joe, of a drama queen. Joe never says anything like that. Yeah. He's like, I, you know. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> Joe goes, I, wishes I, was, I wished I was anywhere else in the fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wished sure. I'd taken a train 10 minutes later. Not a fan of New York City. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, he's like, I'm not a hero and everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, this guy says, I feel I did the right thing that day. I saved somebody from being killed. He did. I mean, he did do the right he, thing. He did do the right thing. He saved a guy from getting killed, and I got no problem with him tooting his horn. Uh, good for you. And he seems, I'm sure he gives all the credit to the Lord if you mm -hmm. let him talk long enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you think about a case like that? I, I, mean, like, I hate this case. Like, this is a case that I could, I mean, you know, it's, I hate those motorcycles. I'm driving down the highway. They zip in and out of traffic dangerously all the time. Yeah. I mean, they're called donor cycles down and things. So when they say, like, he ran over one of us, I guarantee you they were zipping around in front of this nice Asian couple. No guy with his wife and kid in the car is going to take a risk of running over a goddamn motorcycle. Oh, they had completely, yeah, they were stopped. They had slowed down and stopped in front of them or something like that. Yeah, they, they were, were like playing to... with him, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't as if it was just an accident or something. And so, like, no, he hits him, and then, yeah, I don't blame him at all for running. These guys are freaking scary, and he, everything that he feared would happen when he ran away absolutely happens to him. And then they got an undercover cop in this, and you know what? Fuck him. Yeah. You really should throw the book at him twice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's even worse when you're a cop. You know better than this. He, and he's on trial for, for beating the guy, apparently. Yeah. I mean, how how hard were you trying to sell your undercover here? Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it Detective uh, Wachek Brashcock? There's, like, so many Zs and shit and Js. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? I, I was at a... I was at NYU Law School graduation over the weekend. I saw that. No, but you're gonna let's 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 get on this for a second. Yeah. What yeah. the hell happened? Well, I was doing a I was working. I was doing doing like something I do. It's a service where uh, you know this graduation, right? You don't really think about it, but someone has to read all those names. Well, that's what I did. So they hired me to read these, and they're like, "Hey, you got a good voice." That's really read. it. That's that's really what. So happened. why were you in the PhD robes? Well, they have a they give you. a... You gotta wear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You just go up there to New York City Crime Report. They made it seem to me when I got that like that this was the the, the product of like struggle and sacrifice. You had to earn these freaking stripes. And mm. It was like no, they just they just put it no, on. They got you. a bunch of them hanging down there. You just grab one. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't even wear the hat. I refused to wear the hat. The Pizza Man hat? Yeah. Yeah, but I said, uh, you know, like, that. I, I, you know, these names and shit. I'm the worst with names. It never occurred to me, though, that, like, they just hire somebody to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you would think it would be somebody who is, <laughs> like, like, at the school or they somebody think, yeah. who's empowered to do this in yeah, some yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, some comic. <laughs> some guy with <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> who was the featured speaker? I'd go, it was, you know who it was? It was Preet Bharara. Oh, yeah, the second. Preet uh, Bharara. The U.S. Attorney for the second department yeah the guy who second circuit friggin you know put shelly uh shelly uh, silver in jail my, my law school graduation was sonia sotomayor who is now a supreme court justice oh okay well yeah, that's the same a, same thing i mean that, it's, yeah. it's pretty well, prominent some, someday preet you know probably the supreme court or the presidency governor of new york is my guess i i you think he'll top out a governor i think I, that's what he's going for i you know let me tell you something he was he gave a great speech did he I really enjoyed man. it. He said he said in his speech, he said, be the kind of colleague that, let me see if I can get it right, be the kind of colleague that, that someone would take a bullet for and not the kind that someone would want to shoot. It's healthy advice. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. And he, and he was, he, he got laughs the whole time. He was funny. He, he, he started out with an anecdote about, <laughs> he was the, so I'm the U.S. attorney. He said, my, my brother started a business uh, selling diapers online. He sold diapers, and, and, you know, my parents were like, oh, come on, don't do that. Well, as it turns out, he sells the company for, like, $240 million. <laughs> and now, yeah, and, 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 you know, so now he's second fiddle in the family to the diaper salesman. Well. Uh, it's a funny guy. Funny guy. Preet. Really enjoyed it. Anyway, so I'm shitty with names. I'm like, uh, I'm up there, like, trying to, and, and a lot of these names <laughs> are very long and difficult. <laughs> And and here's to make it even worse, like a like a long Indian name. Okay, just give me a phonetic spelling. Right. Well, they let the students do their own phonetic spelling. <laughs> so you're asking somebody from another country sometimes to give what is in English going to be a good phonetic spelling. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, no, if I remember how we did it in my graduation. Like you see, Juan, it's like W H A line O N. Juan, you know, like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I don't need that for what, and then some of them are just J, and it's like, like there's I's, they're supposed to be E sounds, it was, it was really, I was just saying, at some point, I was just saying sounds, <laughs> you know. Well, no, it's, I remember how my graduation, we did it, I had a card, and you had to write your name on the card, and you would hand it to the guy. That's what happened. That's exactly, and I remember I got up there, and there was like a woman who pre-screened the cards, uh -huh. and she looked at it, and she's like, you didn't spell it phonetically, and I was like, my name is James Polk. Uh -huh. I'm pretty sure the guy gets two <laughs> syllables. You know? Sure enough, he's Jamas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Polk. Yeah, it's like, no offense. I did call, I mispronounced a guy's name was Sean, and I called him Sarah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, like the crap. Irish spelling of it. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was just S, it was S-E-A-N. Sian, yeah, Sian, yeah. And yeah. I said, uh, and, I, and I said, Sarah, and then, so he walks across anyway, and then I was, and I read it again. Anyway, I'm not going to be back next year, it turns out. Uh, I'm not gonna. They weren't happy with. They you? weren't pleased with my performance at all. <laughs> I might not get paid. I'm really? Like, they said the checks in the mail. I'm waiting. <laughs> well, this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like this case either. I don't like. I, I seeing that guy getting beaten to death was, it was awful. awful. It was awful. It, yeah, it was. It was. It was really uh, bracing, and and I, I. It didn't seem to me as if people thought it was that big a deal. I mean, I, they did, but they didn't. You know. Well, I remember. Gloria Allred, who I, I used to have a lot of respect for and didn't after this case, mm. got involved representing one, the family of the guy who was actually run over. 
Really? Yeah, or something like that. And she was like running around the court, like saying that this was a big race issue. And I'm like, Oh my god! And I'm sitting race there going, and, and and I actually, when she was doing that, I was in court, and I and I c- confronted her on it. I was hoping it would make the cameras. They have helmets with visors, and right? There's not an inch of skin showing on anybody. No, I think she said it was a race issue that we weren't rallying to this poor guy who'd been run over, who's playing chicken with a fucking SUV on his goddamn donor cycle. Uh-huh. And I mean, you know, and I remember I confronted her in court, and I, and I said to her, "Is like Gloria, you've, you know, what, what is this? You've disgraced yourself. You've absolutely disgraced yourself." And she just walked away from me, uh, and went to address the cameras and 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 spout her bullshit. But um, yeah, I, I I was pretty the outraged nerve. by this case because I nerve. I, I can't believe those motorcycles get away with what they get away with. Yeah. As it is in this city. I think what it is, they just don't have the power to stop them. That must be it. They must not be able to do it. Because yeah, they, they'll, they'll zoom in between, mm-hmm. you know, like like literally yeah. between, like in, inside the lanes. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's fine to do. No, that's legal. I, I know exactly how to deal with it. Once I open the door, you want to door them? Get, get a fucking cop stand on one of those overpasses with a long fucking pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send them sprawling. Yeah. I mean, I'm, look, I mean, I, you're talking to somebody who uh, is all for that kind of shit. Hey, well, toss I mean, a, I toss am. a grenade. And you Christ know sake. me, so you know if it's coming from me, this is true hostility. <laughs> I'm usually the guy standing next to these assholes. Well, you know, here's the thing. When, when one of those motorcycles goes by and it's loud, you know, there goes a guy with a big dick. Oh, yeah, that's what I think. I think, man, he is all man. <laughs> An no, accused uh, serial killer took a plea in Bronx Supreme Court. It's likely going to leave him behind bars for the rest of his life. 63-year-old Lucius Crawford. Good name for a serial killer. He, that's everything but a middle initial. He's going to face 25 years to life when he's sentenced for copping to murder charges for killing two women in 1993. Rough year for him in 93. One in the Bronx, one in Yonkers. He killed a couple of them. You remember what you were doing in 93? I was starting high school. He's also confessed to killing another woman in 2012. That's almost as hard as killing two women, by the way. Starting high school is a rough time for a boy. Yeah, I, 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 trauma, I'm not sure which is more. Well, he was paroled from Sing Sing in 2008 after serving 13 years for the attempted murder of another woman. All he does is kill women. This yeah. guy is like a woman-killing machine. <laughs> when asked about his issues with women during a, patro- a, a parole hearing in 2006, he reportedly said, we just can't get along. Something always goes wrong. <laughs> you know, I know how you feel. I, I certainly understand that too, uh, Mr. Crawford. But you know, the reality is, is there just kind of comes a point when you just have to swear yourself off something. Yeah. I love eggplant, <laughs> but my gastric system doesn't love it. Oh, that's too bad. You know, so you know what? Eventually it got to the point where as much as I love eggplant, I just got to say no. No, man. You, you, what you got to do is you, you, you track an eggplant and, and you and stab slaughter the fuck it. Yeah, out of it. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I kill a couple of them. He says, I wouldn't say I hate women. And that's when the sentence ended. In Queens, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> Chink's drugs shot, his body lifeless, his Porsche full of bullets. For Christ's sake, his passenger shot twice in the back, survived the attack. You know, none of my friends. This is, they, where? This is in Queens. I'm pretty sure I saw this truck. You're kidding me. What do you it, mean this truck? It was a Porsche. Yeah, it was one of those Porsche SUVs. No, it was a Porsche. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was not one of those. What, what was it? What make was it? It was, uh, I had it in it. Let me see. I had the Porsche. We'll get to it. Okay. It's in here somewhere. It's, it's a pretty sporty little car though. Oh, okay. Cause there was, as I was, I did a surrender last week, uh, last Monday mm-hmm. and, um, I walked out and there was like the Porsche SUV, that SUV model they make. Yeah. With the windows riddled with bullets. 
it's amazing how many and Porsches get precinct. shot up. I guess, yeah. In Queens, I guess. Uh, that yeah, is a high class drive by. Then pistols is loaded. You know what I mean? They're posting on the block. Yeah, I suppose. I say, so I be with them killers. Uh, they friends that target your face. Are you, now, now it says uh, he's 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 one of these people. He says none of his friends uh, ain't scared to catch no bodies. Now, I, I, the, I, now the meaning of that. Now I, I learned this. I say from this you. needs to be some like this. This this needs to be um some clarified though. Like when you were just st- I mean you were that was the quotes from the person who was doing the shooting. right? Yeah, I, I was trying to get into the mind okay, of the shooter. I, was, I yeah. thought you were just having a stroke. I was, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think that uh, to catch a body means to be responsible for the body. Yeah, and it's catch a body. Yes, I've yeah. heard that one before. Okay, yeah. <laughs> or they have bodies on them means you've well, done Jimmy, some killing. You hear it every day. Yes, yeah, you're on the streets. My favorite line was. Was, that boy's got more bodies on him than a Chinese cemetery. Mm. I liked that. That meant mm-hmm. he was like a killing machine. Yeah. A lot of bodies. And he earned them, too. Yeah. The old-fashioned way. He killed them. I'm guessing that though they were just exaggerating. I don't think he really killed as many people as well, this, you find in a Chinese now cemetery. This, this, yeah, well, a Chinese cemetery, yeah. I mean, it's going to be like a billion people. <laughs> right. That should be, you know, they say more chins than a Chinese phone book. They had to say more chins than a Chinese cemetery. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Got a lot of dead chins. An 80-year-old uh, Redfern resident now is talking about chinks. By the way, it's funny. We're talking about the Chinese thing, and then the guy's nickname happens to be Chinks. That's a funny... Wow. That's a bit of a... I wonder if there's an Asian rapper with a nick... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> with Francis Wilkins said uh, he was always getting groups of, groups together to play ball and sing and dance. I just... I, I, I feel like... Okay, <laughs> I'm not really sure what to make groups of that. together to play ball and sing and dance. It's a <laughs> that's that's what you do with a group of guys. You say, let's play some ball and now let's <laughs> sing and sing dance. dance yeah. yeah, she's. I think she's conflating his childhood with the thriller video. <laughs> I ride on them pussies. I'm talking Ducati. Ducati, you know what that is? That's a motorcycle. Yeah, that's, that's a brand of uh, those those little asshole motorcycles. Exactly. He rides on them. He says, no, they, Lionel they... Chinks Pickens. He's dead at 31, leaves behind a wife, three kids, and several Kardashians. <laughs> That's right, he's friends with the Kardashians. He hung with Kardashians. Chinks performed his last uh, rap uh, presentation in Brooklyn at Club Red Wolf. Red Wolf. You ever been there? I have not been to Red Wolf. Yeah, me neither. Is it uh, is it primarily uh, for rap presentations? I, I'm not positive. It doesn't feel like a rap presentation name. Like, the Red Wolf feels like you should see, like, Mississippi John Hurt at it or something. Yeah, there should be a 55-year-old guy tapping his foot yeah. with a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that doesn't feel like a... Uh, <laughs> like, the, the, the Marshall Red Trucks Wolf. band feels like it should be at Red Wolf. Yeah, well, the, the Chinks is uh, Porsche... Now they sped off after the shooting, and then the, the the Porsche just rolled for for about a block before coming to a stop, directly in front of a Dunkin' Donuts. Ironically enough, no cops around. Uh, the his wife obviously devastated. She says she knows all about these fucking other girls, but don't bring it up. Uh, she says uh, she says the devils who destroyed her family deserve payback. I wish a slow, torturous death on whoever did this to my baby, Janelli. Uh, Caceres wrote on her Facebook. This is a, uh, this is really getting Machiavellian, like <laughs> it's uh, in it's in it's emotion here. Yeah, there's a, there's some there's a story going on. Here. Yeah, there's 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 a yeah. The, well, is... there was a the, you know somebody took took responsibility for it on uh, Instagram, and uh... that seems to negate it a bit. 
I mean, social media. Well, I mean, it really does. It's, it's well, why... I mean, look, I don't know. Look at ISIS. Yeah, but see, I, I find them less frightening because they tweet a lot. Like, I just, I can't, you know, I remember the days of, like, the grainy video on the media with some guy, not like, you know, hashtag beheaded. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, it doesn't, it loses something. It is. Yeah. 450 people like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like starting a, starting a vigorous discussion about taking over the town of Romdi, doesn't uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, it's like when, when... Uh... You know, some some other tweeter has like way more favorites and likes. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, look, we're still okay. <laughs> People like Gwen Stefani and stuff. Well, uh, it's interesting that when you put it that way, that social media is making them less threatening. It also makes them, I guess, more popular. Well, I mean, that's it's. I understand they're logical about it, but you had a very good line on a classic crime report when we were talking about the uh, lawyer Dominic Barbara when he threatened one of his clients, and he says, "You, you." Google Joseph Barbara. That's my that's my grandfather. You should be worried. It's like somehow I'm less concerned when I have to Google something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you're giving me homework to feel yeah, intimidated yeah, by yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's like I have to work at my own intimidation. You know? No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'll sit here and not do that. And then yeah. it's you know what's really interesting about the whole ISIS tweeting thing is I've only recently learned Twitter, and mm. um, I mean, do people really follow them? Oh yeah, because like I, mean, I only right? get the things like I I I just be like you know I get National Geographic. Oh here's this band I like. Oh here's a card. Oh, oh ISIS. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah. It comes up in your suggestions. You yeah, know? <laughs> you're like if you follow somebody like Dean Obliedala. Yeah, know? yeah. Then... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Dean, would you like to also follow ISIS? <laughs> oh my, sure. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I think you could sell that to Dean, that whole routine right there. Yeah, he'd love it. He'd probably, he'd probably be suing me right now. Yes, he'd probably yes. be wishing me a slow, torturous death. <laughs> On Twitter. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, did you know this? Central Park crime is up, but arrests in the park are down. And uh, Bratton vows to beef up patrols in the leafy snake pit in the heart of the city. That's Central Park. But with what? With what? A rash of muggings has citizens concerned, some afraid to walk there at night. Bratton has twice asked for 1,000 new cops to be hired. And despite the agreement of his crony in the city council, Melissa Mark Viverito, and a nice surplus in the city coffers are steadfast, but often tardy. Mayor de Blasio has declined. Why is de Blasio so dead against hiring 1,000 measly cops? Oh, you really want me to know? I have no idea. Hmm. Um, my guess is because hiring more cops isn't going to be as popular with de Blasio's base and the other problem I always have is every time we have a surplus we do something like hire more legacy workers that ends up bankrupting the city in five years that's that's what I would say if I were de Blasio logically mm -hmm. my real gut is is cops don't vote for de Blasio so he's like fuck you yeah exactly I'll <laughs> give it to the environmentalists well there's been 18 serious incidents through Sunday up from 11 in the same period last year it's a when you're talking about early in the year though you know, these small differences, they seem so, like, uh, they well, seem insignificant. Seven more, you know what I mean? I well, mean, it's I also, let's face just... it, I mean, they had a long winter. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> That's true. You know, I mean, it's... Yeah, nothing, it wasn't shit happened for a long time. Yeah. And so maybe seven's more significant, you know, for that reason. Well, and plus people are just finally ready to come out and rob. I mean, you know... It's like ladies putting on their short skirts. Right. You know, they can't Girls wait. in their summer clothes, the old spring feet. So. Yeah. It's like they can't wait to come out and, and, yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, man, I, I want to steal from somebody and mug them. And uh, now the weather is finally good. Well, 
you know, uh, this case, I had almost forgot. Every time you forget about this, it comes back again. The case of the man who kicked the cat. Oh, yes. 22-year-old Andre Robinson. He's a wanted man now. A Brooklyn judge issued a warrant for the cat kicker's arrest. Robinson was a no-show in court because he's locked up in Virginia. Yes, locked up on three counts of felony credit card fraud. And you must congratulate Andre Robinson for graduating to a real crime. In all seriousness, no. I mean, that's. I think we all saw this coming. It's a a typical progression. You kick a cat and then credit card fraud. Yep. Next, he's going to assassinate some sort of official. I never like the people that hurt animals, though. I don't mind this. I don't like people who who hurt animals. Uh, The problem is here, the animal's not hurt. Yeah, I know. I remember. But it got adopted, right? Yeah, he got adopted. He's got a name, King. He's got supporters. I mean, if you've forgotten about this, uh, Robinson's the guy who kicked the cat on video. And then the video went viral, outraging people beyond all reason. I mean, it's unquestionably a mean thing to do. Yes. It's, 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 it's you know, that's why all his friends burst out laughing, because it was so mean. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amusing for a moment. When you look at it, if they, it's the kind of thing that if you looked at it and it was faked, you'd laugh, because it's like somebody kicking a oh, cat and course. it flies through I mean, the air. Yeah. But knowing it's real, you have to be like, no, oh, no. No, no. Knowing it's real offended me, Pat. Like, I, I'm not one that found it funny at all. Well, like, I, 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 okay. I mean, like, yeah. look, all, I mean, all truth. It's, no, I, I don't enjoy seeing a cabbie cat. Yeah. You know, but he really just more shoved it with his leg than anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a kick. No question about it. It was mean. But here, okay, look, here's the point. Okay, look. Now he finds himself charged with animal cruelty. Yeah. Animal rights activists are making an issue out of it. And a DA not offering a deal. Hey. Accused of a crime which could have landed him in jail for a year. Kicking you, this, this this cat. You live by the cat, you die by the cat. Man. Well, in January. If you, if you can't do the time, don't kick the pussy. Don't kick the feline. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a quick rhyme. I should, yeah, yeah. I should freestyle more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, the, uh, Judge Shandy Simpson, to- uh, she tossed the top charge in the cat kicking. Typical of judges named after a popular Caribbean alcoholic beverage. Shandy. Come on, come on, Shandy, man. Oh, yeah. You're going on about Shaolin and rapping, and you don't know what a Shandy well, is? She, yeah, she's also named after a well-known, uh, you know, civilly convicted murderer. <laughs> Simpson. Is, yeah, that's true. So, uh, so there. What's a Shandy? Shandy's like these uh, fruit-based alcoholic drinks. You buy them at a... I mostly see them with a popular among Caribbean people, like uh, Haitian and uh, Trinidad. You're talking and, about nutcrackers. No, no, no. They're called Shandies. You know what a nutcracker is? No idea. I mean, those little wood things you get at Christmas? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I figured. No, a nutcracker is it's uh, these super cold, uh, I mean, they're all just uh, ice cold, ice uh, uh, nutcrackers. They sell them on the beach here. It's home mixed shit, and uh, it's super alcoholic. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't Fuck tried you this. up, yeah. yeah. It comes in a little plastic thing, and you buy them, and you can have them delivered even. It's, it's a fun little thing if you're just a real lush. You're on the beach and you want to get wasted. In January, she threw out that top charge. The reduced charges, the fact they were reduced, really bothered the sensibilities of the half dozen animal rights activists who have attended each of his court appearances. They show up like angry groupies. These people are still showing up to his court appearances. Imagine the dumbest set of commenters you've ever seen (laughs) on an online thread, okay? Those people 
are Albert Einstein compared to the idiots who actually suit up and show up for court to glower at a young man who kicked a cat. <laughs> people people shoot people in well, the now face. They're, now yeah. they're showing up when he's not even there. Look at oh yeah well look, look at oh yeah they're like where is he yeah <laughs> where is he I mean I find the fact that they issued a warrant pretty amazing not not like he really skipped out on court and they don't know where he is well they're not going to give him a break yeah they aren't but that actually does give him a break that's the stupid thing really well yeah a bench warrant's been issued but the DA knows where he is so the DA has to do an order to produce and if they don't get him into the jurisdiction within ninety days his case speedy trials out well they're going to bring him in they're going to drive they're going to shuttle him the fuck in to, yeah. to face these charges or this charge that he is uh, it's a maximum 90 days now yeah it's a b misdemeanor yeah. so people but but what i was saying you know when when you shoot someone in the face right mhm like this like this freaking landlord right and and these people are nowhere to be found and people rape and they strangle and torture each other human beings they set their children on fire that's what they do in the city Kids' rights activists don't show up with signs. You set a kid on fire, making mean faces at these Haitian women. You know, cats are cute. Even animal abuse. Even animal abuse. Bunnies are cute. Doretta Trek. Doretta Trek with her bunny hoarding. Nobody shows up. Well, yeah, they don't show that, up and make faces at her. That seems like, though, that's that's like a real hostile um, war going on in the bunny community. That feels more like a Jesus versus Pilate thing in the in the rabbit-owning community of New York. Dorota Track probably is the Jesus Christ. Of, I think of the of rabbit bunnies. owners of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on Long Island drowned his dog, tied yes. him to a cinder block, sank him to the bottom of the canal. People take their pets and have yeah. them neutered just because it makes their lives easier have their balls cut off this guy kicked a cat wasn't even injured if you give me the choice of getting kicked or castrated (laughs) kick me in the head all day long (laughs) rather than that one trip to the vet i mean when you think about it that's pretty fucked up these people you know what it shows the power of a viral video they actually see something and it looks real bad I will and it say makes this. it the worst crime ever committed. And I will say this, like animal rights people in general and animal I, good people, I understand, but they do take it overboard. You know, we adopted our cat or we rescued. That's the new word you say. It's like we, <laughs> it's not even adopted. I, 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 you know, I'm going to quote Bill Burr on this. I went down and got a free cat. Like, that's what I did. I didn't yeah. I didn't pull it from a fucking burning building. I didn't, you know, like <laughs> I found a free cat that was in a cage. It was an itty bitty kitten down at a shelter where you go to get free cats. Mm-hmm. But when we got the free cat, um, like the questions these idiots ask you, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, do you own or rent? And I'm like, what the fuck do you care? You know, it's like, obviously, I mean, I took a bath this morning and you can tell that. So like, uh, and it's like, you know, how often will you be home with the cat? And I'm like, it lives in a fucking cage right now. Yeah. Like, it'll be better off. Like, you know, why do I got to justify myself to this level to you? Yeah. You're a downgrade to this cat situation. Yeah. I mean, and it was like, it was, it was one of those that was, we just want to make sure we aren't going to get it back. And I was like, well, that's, yeah. That, I mean, I assure you, I'll kill it before I, you know, <laughs> I just return it to you. I just put it down. I, <laughs> I'll take it out to bed, Bedlam Crivescent. Yeah. I'm not going to, I mean, I think that would actually be less cruel than me bringing it back to this, you know, but it's like, no, I've had the cat. I love the cat a couple of years, but it was a little ridiculous. Like, we need to speak to your landlord. And I was like, this is before I own my place. And I was like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, fuck yourselves. Right. You know, like, Jesus, you don't want to get Estevez down here. He's going to be pissed. Yeah, you're going to do a credit check, too? I mean, you know, it's a free cat. A credit check? <laughs> yeah. Can you afford litter? Yeah. Can you afford bits for this cat to eat? 
Can you afford? But I remember toy this. Mice? They asked, like, "Are you allergic to cats?" Cat and I would, I'd even gone out of my way to find a cat that I wasn't allergic to. Like, you know, there's certain breeds that you're not supposed to be allergic to. And you well, you were really trying hard to get a cat. Yeah, I mean, Julie was all up in arms about getting a cat. So, anyways, I go and I, I find this breed that's like allergic, and they go, "Are you allergic to cats?" And I was like, "Yes." And they all stop and take a step back from the desk as if I just said I had a bomb on me. <laughs> And they go, you know, I was like, well, that's the number one reason people bring pets back to the shelter. And I was like, which is why I went and I found this one that you're telling me is hypoallergenic. Yeah. And the guy goes, this is very concerning. I need to speak to my supervisor. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm sitting there going like, I'll save you the trip because I'm literally about to walk out of here. (laughs) (laughs) He goes back to his supervisor, brings him back out. It's this giant cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd like you to meet Mr. Pebbles. <laughs> so I had a feeling. Well, this uh, this guy on Long Island drowned his dog. People have their dog's balls cut off. This guy kicked a cat, and 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 all because they see it on the video. Now they, these people show up with signs: "Justice for King," "Convict Andre Robinson now," "Convict him without a trial," "Yeah, yeah," "Convict yeah. him now." He should be... Okay, I have some quotes now. These, these, are, gotta be good. these are cold from several so articles. So these are the saddest people in New York City. These are quotes that, like, <laughs> this story has... Like, if you just... Andre Robinson, New York Post, and it gives you every story. Every time he goes to court, he's wearing that <laughs> same... You know, of course, they have the same photo of him over and over again because it's an amusing little sequence of photos. You know, if, if things go well for him, they have him with kind of like a like a, a happy face. Like, oh, it's not too bad. And then yeah. if it's shit's bit fucked up, he's like, oh, man. So, uh, and then they have the quotes. When I, he should be put away, Margaret Lee, 61. He should be put put away. I think he should be put down. That's, oh. that's put, put away is, is more than just like a, that's, that's a lengthy yeah. jail term he should get. Okay, when I saw the video, this is for a different quote, okay. When I saw, <laughs> when I saw the video, I cried for two days. How is that entertainment? I just don't understand his mindset. Evil walks among us. Forty <laughs> year old secretary Shannon Krieger. Uh, yeah. Why do I feel like she's the Bruce McCullough character in the kids in the hall? <laughs> like <laughs> I pick, I nibble. Mm-hmm. I do. Oh. <laughs> You know, the, when those guys would dress up like ladies, I thought that was one of the funniest things. Oh, that was a great show. They were they were really good at just acting like women. A classic show. And, and, and the secretary, too. Right? Yeah, but I, I just feel that's... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I feel that's her. Yeah. Very well maybe. <laughs> yeah. She took the day off to attend Robinson's brief court appearance that time. That must have looked interesting on the vacation request form. Yeah. she's First of all, I mean, when you break down... Yeah. <laughs> to protest a cat kicker... Uh, they, I'm sure there was fine. They're just like, yeah, go. You know <laughs> Please, what, Shannon? Good God. Shannon, whatever it is, just go. <laughs> yeah, it's very important to us. I need to go. Just, <laughs> it's totally cool. In fact, take two days. <laughs> uh, when I first, first of all, she cried for two days when she saw the video. That God, video is ten seconds long. I hate to. I'd hate to be in the cubicle next to this woman. This. This. <laughs> She must have seen it right at the most weird part of her monthly cycle. You know what I mean, I think I have a theory. I think there's one moment where you can say literally anything, anything, and it will set somebody off for two days. If you, if if that moment passes and nothing gets said, you're fine. But so she just happened to see this video and worlds collided, cried for two days, boo hooed. 
that is like victimized. She's a bigger victim. <laughs> she suffered more than the cat. Oh, King played this beautifully by a lot. King King cat. had a King had a life of chasing rats in an alley in the Bronx cat before he fucking now <laughs> King's like the high life. Like King, he's so much better off. King this spun guy this. improved King's life so much. Not only is he a celebrity. But he's well fed every day. He'll never want for anything. You're right. He was a stray, uh, yeah. feral uh, piece of garbage coming around like, oh, yeah. what's happening, guys? I know you're not ever nice to me, but here I am again. He sends him sailing through the air. The best thing he hopes for is some nice bartender feeds him when she's taking the trash out. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the best day of his life. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, he's, I, he's forgotten about Andre Robinson a oh. hundred times, a million. She, that was out of his head. The moment he landed, he was like, oh, good thing I'm a cat. I land on my feet. What yeah, the hell's yeah. going on? When they came to get this cat, they had to chase it under cars. Yeah, yeah. That, it was difficult to get him because <laughs> he was so spry and fast. And I'm sure that got spun <laughs> like the cat was terrified of people. As if you've ever tried to catch a stray. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. they, they didn't even bother to spin it. They're just like, yeah, yeah he, was, like, he was fine, seemingly. Uh, but the point is, evil walks among us. Clearly. And it is Andre Robinson. Here's, here's another quote. Uh, this comes from Diane Sachs, 53 years old, an antique dealer. She says, a giant cat should kick him. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue with I the mean, logic. No, I mean, it does seem fair. Like some big right. lion just fucking smacks him into the ball. Bring a giant cat. <laughs> yeah. Bring, yeah, a tiger. Yeah. Swats him. Takes his head off with one swat uh, of his yeah. paw. And, and I'm thinking of the 53-year-old antique dealer. I guarantee you she's got that shop. That it, Antique dealer is generous. This mm-hmm. shop is just filled with junk. And at the front of that junk... <laughs> In one of those beds is the fattest, most bitter-looking cat you've ever seen that just sleeps in the window all day. It's That's like what fucking, she is. Yeah, it doesn't even meow. It's like, meh, fuck it. Yeah, like, yeah, she comes over to pet him, and he just hisses at her, and she still thinks he's adorable. Like, yeah. Donna Sachs. Yeah. I, I bet you she's a real antique dealer. I bet you she's one of these fancy-pants uh, white people. That could be, too. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, we're really assuming a lot. Hey, I mean, how do you how do you get a day off from from dealing antiques? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's even harder than a secretary. Jesus, who everybody wants to get the fuck rid of. When I think of high pressure jobs. I cried for two days. Somebody says, uh, "Pat, I guarantee you, if you went to one of these meetings, you would score." <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, you would clean up, man. One of these what meetings? These these justice for king. Oh no, they they're showing up at court. Yeah. You think you think I should go to court and try to hit on these? Oh Boy, Jesus, that, you would clean up. Man, that's a really good idea. That's <laughs> like, a really good idea. Like, I mean, like I've got a girlfriend, you know. You could have you could you could often to have him on the show. Oh man. To talk man. about King. Maybe get an interview with King. I just feel like I, they look at me and they go, "No, this, uh, you're fi- there's something <laughs> fucked up about you." But if we get somebody to bring them in, That'll be interesting. On our very next episode, by the way, you know who we have? Kendra Sunderland. Oh, yeah. She's the uh, the girl who took off her clothes in a library, and, and uh, she didn't take them all off at once. She, she like, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a very teasing sort of a thing. Boy, she was very attractive, and she masturbated and, and showed her breast, and, and then she ended up getting arrested. So I got an interview with her, and uh, she happened to be in New York. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to pass that up. And, no, if I, no. and if I do the interview, well, hell, she's, just, you know, she's facing a crime. Why not put it on New York City Crime Report? And and so that that interview uh, on the very next episode, Kendra Sunderland, library masturbator girl. If you're a fan of hot women masturbating, 
You should you should listen to this. Yeah, she's really a sweetheart too. I didn't I think, meet her. I think but... I think you'll be won over by her. I, I'm hoping. Well, uh, here's another quote: "There needs to be accountability. He should get jail time." I just don't see how that equates to jail time. But we'll we'll move on to something stupider. There's plenty. It's bad enough to be sadistic to animals, but to lure one in to commit an act of sadism is unconscionable. Really... There should be ramifications for a cruel act. I believe he should get jail time. Well, that's good. Thank you. Here we have Maria Clara. Well, you're really reading a lot into that. That like 56. he lured her out for the purpose of kicking the cat. Well, he did though. Oh, I didn't even see the video. This is how <laughs> much video, I actually cared. This. Story. Well, he just is like here, kitty, kitty, and, and the cat comes over it. and he kicks the cat. That is kind of a dick move, though. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's... he's obviously a dick. A dick move. I would agree. What a right. dick move. Mm-hmm. Not evil walks among us. Well, it's 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 he's a rotten prick. We'll call him that. But I know, think it's more evil to do the credit card fraud. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody, somebody's gonna some humans gonna have to deal with that. You know, what is he saying? That's not cat credit. It's bad. Here's another quote. It says, uh, this is from, like I said, Maria Clara, 56. She drove an hour from her home to in Connecticut to attend court. Uh, who will speak for the cat? How will the cat defend itself? Well, I, the cat's not defending itself. The days the cat defending itself are over. The cat is not on trial here. This woman doesn't understand how court works. Who Who's going to speak for the cat? The prosecution's already not taken a deal. What more do you I want? I shall, madam. <laughs> well, first of all, meow. <laughs> Secondly, where's my mouse? Yeah. I, I spoke know. to King, and he purred lightly before <laughs> farting, going meow, and darting away from me at rapid speed. I could only conclude <laughs> that he wants jail time. <laughs> and he coughed up a hairball. Yeah. I took that as a sign that he disapproved of the way it's being handled. That's uh, that's King the Cat, uh, and uh, and Andre Robinson will be shuttled back and forth to deal with each of these cases. His life is a real mess right now. I do so. have to say, it's nice these people are getting out, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, police have released the identity of the body found stuffed under a mattress in Midtown Hotel Garden, uh, Hilton Garden Inn. Covered this. Uh, this in, is actually funny because. I stayed in this hotel when I took the bar exam. No kidding. Yes, I did. I, it, the bar exam, you know, it starts early in the morning. So everybody was renting a hotel, and I rented the Hilton Garden Inn. Uh huh. And uh, that's, that's over there by the Javits Mid, Center, Midtown. Yeah, it's like thirty thir- in the thirties. Yeah, it's near the Javits Center, which is like at thirty ninth and eleventh. This is a few blocks away. What's the Javits Center? It's this gigantic convention center where they have like Comic Con and all bunch of other stuff. It's also where they do the bar exam. Uh-huh. It is literally the biggest building in New York City. You've never been to or heard of. Okay. It was built largely well, by. There's the... a lot of big buildings I haven't been. No, but to there's or heard of. there's a there's a it's it takes up like five or six blocks, um and it's just, and I have heard of the Javits it's, Center. It's this gorgeous convention center that no one uses. It seems like. Hmm. Built by the mob. Built by the mob. In the eighties, the Westies were big in building it. The Westie, that's the Westies being the uh, the Irish, Irish gang, yeah, and uh, I mean it used to be like a laugh, like they would deliver a line of coppers, some guy would just pull up in a pickup truck, drive off with it, sell it, city would pay for it, they'd hire more. Wow, they just robbed the place blind. It took years to get built, but yeah, I went to the Javits Center, and when I stayed, I stayed at the Hilton Garden Inn. I think it's the same one. Well, if you'll remember, uh, there was a murder that took place. Yes, and and a guy was stuffed in in the inside the uh, damn uh, mat- uh, stuffed under the mattress. That's what they did. Like, like the a- urban legend comes to life. 
What's that? Oh, you haven't heard that urban legend? Like the couple that stays at the hotel, there's an odor, and they lift up the mattress, and there's a body under it? Oh, that's no. Been, I, that's been kicking around the internet for years and all sorts of other stuff. I think there was even a Mythbusters to see if it ever happened. Well, uh-huh. see if they'll do a correction now. Well, you know, I don't think that uh, I don't think that it was discovered by the next people yeah. who came in and the smell and all that. I mean, this was actually discovered by security guards. They left the door open and a body under the mattress. I mean, that's not really... Uh... Uh, that's not that's not the way you hide a bot. That's worse than a shallow grave. Yeah, that's the hotel room equivalent of a shallow grave. That's like that's like weekend at Bernie's body hiding. <laughs> the uh, the victim though they found out. Uh, well, let's give you this. first of all blunt force trauma, multiple blunt force trauma. It was beaten to death, uh, homicidal asphyxia. <laughs> that sounds that's the some worst Latin. kind of asphyxia there is. I can't think of a worse one. And uh, he was twenty eight year old Roderick Goodwin. Of Bridgetown, New Jersey. Roderick Goodwin. Yeah, that does sound very regal. I like it. It's a very uh, regal-sounding name. My name is Roderick of the House of Goodwin. (laughs) (laughs) And my occupation is... What do you think he did for a living? I, I think I know. So it's not really a guess. Wasn't he? He was a pimp. Pimp. Yes. yes he was a pimp the whole time. We, I felt, I sort of felt like he was a guy who went in for sex and then got uh, beaten to death by, by and fooled. But no, it wasn't like that Turn, at all. Turns out it was kind of the, it was, you were close. Well, investigators said he would traditionally send prostitutes out at night and then they would return to the hotel with the money they made during the night. Now, that's a direct quote. He would traditionally send prostitutes out at night. <laughs> It's very traditional for a pimp to send his women out at night. And then he, they was, would... he was not one of these new frills pimp. He did it the old method, the the, the tried and true No method. internet, no Craigslist. No, no, no. This is... You Go work... out there and make some money for daddy. Yes, this is, this, is, this is pimping at its most authentic. Detectives believe one of his hookers brought three male accomplices back to rob her pimp. A game show is born. He was killed during the robbery. He had several thousand dollars on him. See that money? Missing. That's how they figured. Now, here's the thing I want to know. If you kill somebody in the commission of the crime or robbery, then it becomes a capital crime. Yes, it does. And that means he can fry or they can be executed. Well, he executed. can't fry because New York doesn't have the death penalty anymore. But, but, but it'd be first they, degree murder. But they can. They can. People get the death penalty here. Not anymore. But what about, uh, what's his name up there? He was uh, about to get the death penalty. The guy sitting up there, he had sex with the uh, guard and shit. You know who I'm talking about. That was about. federal prison. Federal prison. Yeah, federals, feds still have the death penalty. He right. was in, He was a federal prisoner. He but it happened in New York. It doesn't matter because he was in the federal system. The federal system is the federal government executing you. New York doesn't have the death penalty. The state does not have the death penalty. Okay, but why wouldn't this go to the, since it's a capital crime, why wouldn't it go to the Well, feds? a capital crime in New York means you can be punished by life without parole. That's what a capital crime in New York means. But um, this happened in New York. The other thing did. Yeah, the other thing happened in New York, but they were stating that they, he was part of the crime that, that that other guy who had sex with the guard, Ron L. or whatever. Ron L. Wilson, yeah. Ron L. Wilson. Part of his issue was is he was running an interstate drug trafficking ring. The interstate brought it into the purview of the federal jurisdiction. So this pimp would have... So these so these people who killed the pimp would have to be running like an interstate pimp killing business. Yeah, or, or they would have to... Yeah, there would have to be some nexus to get it across state lines or into interstate commerce or something like that to get it out of state court and into well, federal. So he's not going to get the death penalty, but he could get life without parole. Well, several of them, and they, they all killed him together, apparently. And uh, three of them, uh, three men, and I, I don't know if she got her licks in, but as we recall, uh, they people would come to the door, like, what the fuck? What's with all the noise? And, and a scantily clad woman would say, oh, we having sex. And that was all it took. That's some shitty security guarding right there. 
you gotta you gotta make an extra step here. You say, <laughs> here's, it's like someone's being beaten to death. I represented a crime very similar to this. I, not very similar, but I represented a slash 'em up pimp initiated hotel room assault one time. Yeah. It was it was I actually represented the hooker in it. But in this particular case, this guy was actually trying to kidnap the hooker, and she sent a text to her pimp, and the pimp and uh, his muscle went and slashed the guy to shreds. Okay. And you were defending the pimp? I was actually defending the hooker, because she was charged as part of it, too. Okay. Because the guy said he showed up in the room, and then he was just robbed out. So right. wait, wait. How did this happen? One, one more. you got to break it down slowly. All right. So I'm, I, never, I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with the ways. Okay. Well, I, had a, I, I, I represented this girl, and she was being pimped. She was, she was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And um, she, what they would do is they would, she would get picked up at the house where the pimp and her lived, and she would go with the John to this local hotel room. Well, she gets in the car with this John, and this John starts telling her, he's like, you know, you're not tricking for him, you trick for me now. Oh, really? And I want to sample the merchandise. And she's like, all right, let me tell my girlfriend. Instead, she texts the pimp like this guy's trying to. Oh, I thought you said he he would pick up her and the pimp. No, 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 here's how it plays out. And so she texts him like, you know, taking him to the Capri, he's trying to kidnap me, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and um, so they go to the hotel, and he, meanwhile, goes and gets his muscle, the pimp, so she enters the hotel room, and this was on the security camera with um, with the John. And then about, oh, I'd say about six, seven minutes later, um, the pimp and his muscle come. And about five minutes after that, she leaves the hotel room. About 15, 16 minutes after that, they leave the hotel room. And about 40 minutes after that, this bloody mess comes staggering into the hallway. Okay. And uh, they were trying to say the whole thing was a setup, the DA, but I actually elicited and proved that it really was just a, a random attack by this guy, and it was self-defense of her. Or at least that was what we got her off with. Mm. But, um, you know, and the reason... Random attack, huh? Well, the, I mean, she was, she was essentially being kidnapped, potentially raped, and uh, she did... The way they caught her is they, they left... She left her underwear in the hotel room, which to me means, like, if you're doing a setup robbery, it doesn't seem like you're actually going to go that far to actually have sex with the guy and it really was inconsistent it was consistent with her story and um so she so got helped. off so leaving the panties helped really did um mm-hmm. so yeah so she she got off the other two guys uh they did some serious time well the important thing is they're all uh out of business she's out of the business now right i uh, know i don't know i <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I don't, know I, don't know. I don't know why I think that. Yeah, I think you're putting really you're putting a real Disney spin on the she, end she, of this, this 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 she was right urban back, tale she of was woe. Right back into the life that night. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Had another hot sheets. Uh, an NYPD psychologist accused of shooting her husband in the head while he slept in their Yonkers home. You know, we don't talk much about Yonkers. Hmm? Not a lot happening there. Uh, but uh, this happened, and, and she's she's pleading not guilty to attempted murder at her arraignment. That's what she did. As prosecutors released accounts of several statements she made after the shooting. Uh, yes. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. A psychologist who shoots her, her damn uh, cop husband. I think he's a cop. Or she shot him in the head. Well, psychiatrists are always the nut bars. She's a cop psychiatrist. I, I, maybe I didn't catch this guy's occupation. Yeah, exactly. They are, aren't they? They, they, they tend to be sometimes. Yeah. I have things coming in from the news horror. Yeah, I was about to say. It's a, it's a, a transcript of some conversation or something. I'm busy. Uh, now, uh, here's, what, here's what happened. She's pleading not guilty. And they've released accounts of several statements she made after the shooting. 46-year-old Emily Dearden claimed she was knocked unconscious by an intruder. Yeah. 
According to the suspect, she and her husband had had infidelities, both of them. Well, there you go. Emily Dearden told detectives that uh, she woke up before dawn, went downstairs where she says, I got hit hard on the left side of my head. I don't know what I got hit with. I don't know who hit me. I never saw it coming. I was knocked to the floor, unconscious. Next thing she remembers, she was being shaken awake by her husband who was bleeding from a gunshot wound. She also told police there's no guns in the house. Police found four. Including huh. two twenty two caliber pistols, the same caliber that was removed from Kenneth Dearden's jaw. If you can't shoot a sleeping guy in the head, <laughs> you shouldn't own firearms. Well, I mean twenty two is a low caliber, so you gotta you gotta find the right spot. Well you gotta fire a few in there, you know, yeah. two in the head and then and <laughs> yeah. make sure you, and then drop the gun immediately. Walk, don't run. Huh. Don't worry, they're all gonna be scared of you. That's pathetic. He's uh that's the worst story I've ever heard. He's filed a lawsuit. Against, yeah, what the hell? Some intruder knocked me unconscious, shot him in the chin. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> he, was just, he was laying there having a dream at the 4th of July. He's, he's filed a lawsuit against her. He thinks that she was trying to get rid of him because she was having an affair and wanted to avoid a messy divorce. Well, they both had infidelities. Emily Dearden. Now, that t- that's a long way to go. Covering up a murder to avoid a divorce. That's how bad divorce is. You know, I mean, you've done it a couple of times. Is, I mean, is it's, it, is, well, yeah, it's not nearly that bad. Yeah. I'd much rather do that than kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, to, I mean, you know, make up all this craziness. This woman, when you look at her face, it's just like you see eternity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Emily Dearden also charged with assault and weapons charges, ordered to stay away from her husband and their two daughters. That's understandable. Yeah, that's Westchester <laughs> District Attorney Janet DeFourier. DeFourier. Well, she said one of them. See, this is. I, can you believe I was reading names at a graduation? Yeah, there's Janet no way they're having you back. DeFiore. Isn't it DeFiore? <laughs> DeFiore. Yeah, because she's 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 been in the on uh, the TV a lot lately, Janet, because she was part of the Robert Durst thing. No kidding. Was she really? She was the prosecutor that's got him in jail right now. Oh, okay. Well, she. Okay. Good. I mean, maybe she's competent. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like, is she? She's a Westchester uh, DA. I don't really know. I mean, I don't spend much time in Westchester at all. I, I've had a few cases up there. Most of the time, I go up there. It's to go into federal court because well, one of the federal courts is up there. She said one of the most troubling aspects of the case is that whatever may have precipitated the defendant's actions against her husband, they were carried out just feet from where their children were sleeping. You shoot a guy in the head. By some miracle, he's even alive, let alone he can even tie his shoes. You know, he can still maybe walk and talk and eat a plate of spaghetti. Still, what about the children? They were right there. Ah, They were right. Can you believe she'd do it right by the children? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know how my jaw's hanging off? (laughs) That's a little sore here. The children are upset. I picture him like Steve Buscemi in Fargo. (laughs) Like the the Wendy's napkins. (laughs) You should see the other guy. <laughs> Dearden has been suspended from her job. Suspended. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, reasonable. Suspended to sentence. She's uh... yeah. They went free <laughs> that very day. He he smiled at me. He's uh, free on a on a fifth a one thousand one hundred fifty thousand. Fucking shit's expensive. One hundred fifty thousand dollar bond due back in court in July. You know, side note to that scene in The Godfather where you know the 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 mortician asks for uh, the undertaker oh, yeah the undertaker asks for uh, justice mm-hmm. and you know the godfather goes you know he's like but your daughter's still alive that is not justice I always wanted to be like the mortician going really we're gonna split hairs now <laughs> 
Boy, you're pedantic. They don't, well, you don't talk to the godfather. Yeah. Yeah. So you accept it and make them suffer. That's the advantage of being like a lawyer. Like my daughter suffers. You do. <laughs> mm, like, like, really, we're going to split theirs? Why would we leave a living witness? Yeah, you know what? You'd be you'd be the great, uh, uh, you know, uh, fucking Robert Duvall character. Yeah. Consigliere. Yeah. You know? I, and I, I'm Irish Polish, not Irish German, but yeah. Uh, yeah, my my drunk Mick friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, my Kraut Mick friend. My Kraut Mick friend. I was trying to get yeah. in there with the other one. A 20 year old woman was struck by a taxi fighting for her life. Victim was trying to walk across 57th Street, mowed down in the crosswalk. The cab driver, a 29 year old Babu Mia. That sounds like one of these graduates. He was making a right on 8th Avenue in his Ford Escape. Desperate to get to his NYU law school graduation. <laughs> he, I just know one day we're going to have one of these cab run over. It's going to be, uh, you know, 34-year-old Jimmy Fallon <laughs> lying about his age to get the publicity. Uh, when the uh, he allegedly struck, struck the woman. Now the cab then jumped the curb, drove up on the sidewalk. Jimmy Fallon's last words are me. Hey, can, can I put this in my book? <laughs> That's, a, that's not a bad fail. I got I got a follow up coming. <laughs> it's called it's called. Don't get him. No, you got to understand. I'm in my cab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat, uh, Pat. True story. Real story. True, true story. <laughs> I was listening to an old episode, a classic crime. Report. He's great. We got to get him back. Now here's yeah, he's he's done an episode this year. Yeah. Now he he was talking about getting his phone stolen. <laughs> Claims that he chased. That's him, right. When he chased the guy, chased down a phone thief. A young African American man, oh. presumably in way better shape than Jimmy. I just, I, I was laughing in his face. I'm sure it's true. I, I don't uh, me too, but the, the, Jimmy has never spoken an untrue word. That poor word. young African American male. Because mm-hmm. now he's got to go back to the ghetto and say, I got beat up by this fat ginger. Oh, come on. Now, <laughs> now that's being racist. Yeah. Now the cab. No, no, uh, no, it is. <laughs> he drove up on and the sidewalk. And Phelan would appreciate that racism. He, yeah, of course he would. He, he ran into a bank of payphones, knocked it off his hinges, this guy did. I'm talking about, this is not Jimmy Phelan. Jimmy no, Phelan's not on track. Babu Omiya. This is Babu Omiya. Yeah, and now uh, the phones are off the hinges. Uh, he was arrested. And charged with failure to yield to a pedestrian, failure to exercise due care, and uh, and that's it. And hitting a payphone isn't even a big deal anymore because who uses those? I think they're gonna re. Uh, I think they're gonna repurpose those into like internet, uh, you know, like online shit, like yeah, Wi-Fi yeah. things. I haven't done them all yet. Well, the crash came one day after a 56-year-old man was killed by an SUV, which hopped up on the sidewalk at West 42nd Street. Yeah, if you're on the sidewalk, you're not safe from traffic. One week after a 76-year-old tourist was run over by a yellow cab on Madison Avenue. I'm going to put that on the 76-year-old tourist. I just... I, this is this is what happens when you drive regularly in New York City. When you have been stuck there in midtown traffic. You know, the whole island is only two miles wide. Mm-hmm. And yet it can take as much as an hour and a half to get across it in the heart of traffic. It's a little frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. And you see these people... Walking so happily, it does start to fuck with your mind. I've many times thought of just driving up on the sidewalk. <laughs> sidewalk lane. Yeah, exactly. Sidewalk. Uh, I'm staring at the back of the city garbage truck for 48 minutes now. Someday a real cab will come yeah. and wash all the pedestrians <laughs> off the sidewalk. Yeah, I, I mean, taxi driver is like driving in the city as much as I do. I've really learned the logic of that movie. <laughs> Well, 34 pedestrians have died in traffic collisions this year. Now that Vision Zero is really panning out. Oh, boy, is it ever. And uh, speaking of Vision Zero, 86-year-old John Nash and his wife, 82-year-old Alicia Nash, uh, on their way home 
from uh, Newark, of all places, Newark Airport. He'd just gotten back from winning some award or some shit. Well, dead in a taxi. So there you go. And his, he, there was a quote from later. I couldn't re-find it again, but he was thrown out of the cab, and uh, he hit his head and it cracked, it cracked his head open. And inside, what a beautiful mind. <laughs> True story. I wonder if he chose to take a cab as part of game theory. Oh, like I could have, I could have. You tried to explain game theory to me earlier, and it's not funny. <laughs> it's not in the slightest. <laughs> two-year-old, and and but this is hilarious. A two-year-old <laughs> unexpectedly killed when a piece of decorative terracotta window ledge broke this from the funny. dilapidated window ledge uh, of a crumpling nursing home. A crumbling nursing home. Here's the way that's supposed to sound. A two-year-old was unexpectedly killed when a piece of decorative terracotta window ledge broke off of a crumbling nursing home on the Upper West Side. A 60-year-old Susan Frierson sitting on a bench holding her granddaughter. Masonry fell eight stories from the Esplanade Manhattan Nursing Home on West End Avenue and 74th before striking the child. It fell before it struck the child. This is actually... Uh, Similar to a screenplay I wrote for a horror movie, Attack of the Buildings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is this is this is not funny. But it's a little it's, Stephen it's Kingy. Really funny. You know how in Stephen King, it's always some inanimate object. You know, it's like Night of the Stapler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When buildings attack, <laughs> Mayor De Blasio needs to. Here's what needs to happen: commission a Vision Zero for falling masonry incidents. We need a 62-point plan to bring yep. deaths from falling masonry to zero. All right? I, Here's know, number one. No masonry higher than your chest. <laughs> Not bad, but there could still be a baby under there. Number two, keep babies away from all buildings. Yep. Just keep them out. I think we need to find anybody sitting on a bench close to a building with a baby. It's the I only mean, logical solution. Find the baby. Go ahead and find the baby. Yep. Sort of the opposite of posthumous. You find it before well, he's it, even it, old enough to pay the fine. Yeah, and it's broken windows because the idea is you pick the little crimes mm -hmm. and they take the big crimes the little off people the street. You're committing starting worse crimes. young. Yeah. You're saving a life is what you're doing. Clearly. This, you're, it's $150 now out of your college fund, but you're not going to get to go to college if some masonry crushes your skull. Yep. Uh, here's a quote. I was walking down 76 when I heard the screams. The kid was gushing blood from her head, said nearby resident... Zavi Cole, 49, heard the screams from two blocks away. That's how quiet the Upper West Side is. Chris Laker lives on the Upper West Side. Chris yeah. Laker can afford to live on the Upper West Side? No. Oh. <laughs> His girlfriend can't. Ah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Me and three other ladies tried to give the child CPR and see if she had a pulse and was breathing. She was breathing, but barely. And there was no movement, no function, no cry. No, she also went on to say, I missed the sale at Whole Foods in my Soul Cycle <laughs> class that morning. Yeah, and then I went to, I, went, I, I worked out yeah. for two hours. I came back. The cops were still there. <laughs> a man who engaged in a shootout with cops was sentenced to 110 years in prison. This is the episode of Crime Report that never ended. Yes. Yeah. It just went on forever. Yeah, this is this is story like, after story. This is like the bringer show going wrong. This is what they I mean, the, this no, is, this is what they call a blockbuster. Yeah. This is the last story. A man who engaged in a shootout with cops was sentenced to 110 years in prison. Naquan Fo uh, Foxworth was deemed a persistent violent felony offender. Do you remember this guy? I Naquan don't think Foxworth so. convicted last month of the following things: two counts of aggravated assault upon an officer, three counts of attempted aggravated assault upon a police officer, three counts 
of second degree criminal possession of a weapon, one count of third degree criminal possession of a weapon, and one count of second degree menacing. Can you put all that together into 110 years? Yeah. At that court appearance, Foxworth shouted at the cops where he was found guilty. Well, that doesn't help. He shouted at the cops who showed up to watch the proceedings, telling them to suck his dick. Well, the shoot... <laughs> Stole that from Gelman. Once you've shot everybody, yeah, the suck my dick is kind of understood. The, the shootout with the cops started when some movers left items in the hallway. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in Sheepshead Bay in his apartment building. He flashed a gun at the movers... Because with movers, you go right to the gun. I like a mover's going to be scared of a gun. Like a New York City mover is moving into Sheepshead Bay. He's got his own gun. (laughs) Cops arrived. He texted with a friend about his predicament. Yo, homie, I ain't going back behind that wall, man. Fuck this. So I guess he figured he was in his final shootout. Well. He's not. He's not. He's doing 110. (laughs) That's going to take a while. He flashed a smile. All those bullets, you couldn't just put one in yourself? Why not? Save us the money. Right? It's you know how much money it's gonna cost. How old is this guy? How old is Foxworth? He's young. He's got a lot of years left in him. Yeah, he's like he was in his twenties. Oh, his thirties. Yeah, oh, okay. Then it's maybe in his thirties. Yeah, I thought this, he was in his mid twenties. Well, you know he may be. Yeah, but this is the, the it's typical of the age. Well, hey Jim, uh, where can we find you? Where's a good uh... Uh, catch me? Uh, there's a link to my website on your web page. Um, That's crimereport.nyc. And you, it's Mazzy Polk, M-A-Z-Z-E-I-P-O-L-K.com. You know, and attorneys can come in handy for a lot of different things. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes uh, you need to, uh, like, say if you want something uh, notarized. Yeah, you we can, can do, do that. that. Yeah. Uh, and so, Call uh, us with your questions, because realistically, even though my firm largely does criminal and immigration, we know good attorneys in nearly every field. Uh-huh. And we're a good place to start, because those people, if you're normal, don't have to deal much with attorneys. You don't uh, know who's good or bad. How would you possibly know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth. You, you, and you're going to need us at some... I mean, you're gonna, if you're going to buy a home, you're going to need an attorney. If you're going to do a will, you're going to need an attorney. You know, there's a lot of reasons you need I mean, an attorney. if you're accused of anything, you I'm better done. just go ahead and get an attorney, you know? Yeah. Like, say, this guy who... Uh, and I don't want to get off on Nun Gesser and uh, Sulkovic's uh, up there at the, at the Columbia Mattress oh, uh, yes. non-rape. Uh, which is, you know, it's it's not my words. It's just that the way criminally and found by the uh, university and everything that he got himself a criminal defense attorney. He did not take that lightly when he when he was accused by the school and everything. No, nor I don't have he. an opinion about that case. I, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I abdic- I'm not talking about that case. That's why I don't have an opinion about it at the moment. The point is, get a get a lawyer. Yes, yes. Get yourself somebody who knows who knows the law. That's Jim Polk. Of Mazzy and Poke. He can make justice work for you, and if he can't, he'll fucking die trying. This guy will die trying to... It feels like that. He will suffer injuries, and uh, bald Jimmy, and, and he, he will represent anybody. It doesn't matter how bad the shit you did. Except for those bikers. Except the fucking bikers. If you're one of those, yeah, just, you know what? He'll take you on personally. Three rounds. Yeah, you, you boxed, right? I did. I did. I boxed in uh, high school and just out of high school. Yeah, and and and, and in college then, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you had a record. Yeah, I, I was. I was pretty good. I thought. Did, did did you did you have any knockouts? No, no. What I, was I your did, record? And I was I was more than I lost. I think I won like forty, lost twenty. You had sixty fights, something like that. Yeah, I have the card still somewhere. I have the little book. I'll have to look and see what it is. I'll be damned. That's see now. There's a guy who's gonna fight for your right to party. 
He's going to fight for your right to have justice. He's going to fight against your three counts of aggravated attempted assault on a police officer. You probably could have gotten him off. <laughs> Foxworth would be walking free today. I'm not sure on If you that had one. anything to do with it. Foxworth. Uh... Naquan, you fucked up. Uh, so he would have gotten a vigorous defense. He would have gotten a very vigorous defense. Jim Polk of Massey and Polk uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and Jen, also a first-rate attorney. Jennifer Massey, yes. She's Jennifer Massey does Former it. rackets attorney meant that she, she did wiretaps and mob bosses and drug rings. She knows it all. They're tough over there at Massey and Polk. Yes. And, yeah, and, and they, they know their shit. And now, you know, she's moved over into the more of the, uh, what did you call it? immigration now, right? Yeah, we're doing a lot of that. We're, we're getting a lot of the immigration stuff. Now, I don't know how many people who are, uh, you know, immigrants are listening to this right now. I mean, I, I would assume a lot. You'd be surprised. I'm out of a story a year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's where we, we, we uh, that's where this, this thing originates. It's, it's, it's the yeah, story is the most diverse community in the whole world. And uh, we have 188 languages are spoken here. Most importantly, English. And if you speak English and listen to this show, and you need an immigration attorney, Mazzy and Polk, and, and the best way to reach them is, is Mazzy, Polk, it's going to be tough. You're going to go, is it a Y? Is it a dot? Is it a K? You know what? Go to crimereport.nyc. I'm going to give you a second to write it down. Crimereport. And nobody's listening. Now. That's, <laughs> that's the best part of the show. This is weird. And the people that are are the ones that already know no this. One is. <laughs> we do this every week. <laughs> you go to crimereport.nyc. Now, here's another thing you can do. Say you wanted to hear a live show of us, because there is one. There's an existent recording of us doing a live New York City Crime Report presentation. Yeah, if you couldn't make it, if you're in, say, Australia. Say you're in Australia. <laughs> like we many seem to be of our popular, fans are. yes. Well, yes. you know, Australia's a great place. I've never been there. Cannot wait to visit. Uh, let's do it. But I just need a reason. Yeah, come on. So there's got to be some reason. I think there's a comedy festival in Melbourne. Uh, maybe we could, like, if we can't get into the festival, we could, like, sort of like a, like a satellite show of some sort. Yeah, if you're in Australia and you want us to come and visit you, really start leaning on your festivals, leaning on your clubs. Have someone fly us out. Look, you need to book this for us and do it's, all the work. It's not a long, <laughs> it, it's a very long flight. So I don't need first class, but business class and in a hotel room. Somebody call John Safran. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not Get saying the case. I'm not saying like you know a great hotel room, but I, you know, three stars and and one for each me and Pat. We don't want to do the two bed thing. He'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't share a room. Yeah, I'll be I'll be traveling with uh, probably traveling with a news whore. Oh, good, good. And uh, I guess yeah. I'll bring Julie then. Well, I'm not going to Australia without her. I'd be scared to. You know what I mean? Like she can handle. She's you know she's a, she's a no nonsense person. Now look, I, I don't think we're going to the outback. We are. Well, you never know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think, think I, I would put her against a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would predict victory uh, against a kangaroo. Well, now we have to do this. Like, <laughs> in fact, I'm going to say it right now. News whore Mandy Statmiller will box any kangaroo in Australia, and and I'll be taking bets. And if she doesn't defeat them, I will leave her in Australia. That's the deal. You can keep her, and I'll take the kangaroo. Uh. Uh, well, we, what we want to do is come to Australia, and uh, now you know I was saying nobody's listening. Now they're really the gone. last four people turned. <laughs> off. Okay, that's we can breathe easy now. Yeah, yeah. So if you go to Patreon.com, that's where that is. That's where it lives. There's a live episode. It's live from the Red Wolf. Uh, <laughs> 
It's Broadway Comedy Club. It's a cool picture too. I got. I haven't shown. That it is to a you. good picture. You did yes. see it? Yeah. I did. It's on the Patreon. Oh, because you're because you're a patron. I'm a patron. Yes. So I think to do this episode, you paid me a dollar. Yeah. yeah. Look, <laughs> you should all out. be patrons. You really should. It's no more than a dollar an episode. You get special content that you can't get as a non-patron. Sure. And realistically, you don't hear any commercials every thirty seconds on this. Just me. That's you don't true. hear you don't hear anything, and and Pat Pat likes it that way. Pat keeps it that way. We be holding to no one but you. So I've pay up. Tried so hard to get advertisers to come and interrupt our program. <laughs> they won't do it. We need. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like if I could only do this all the time, you know, and fuck everything else. Yeah, I need to go do. I come like tonight. I'm going to New York Comedy Club. You think I want to go to New York Comedy Club? I don't want to go to New York Comedy Club. I want to. I want to talk about crime all night. I would worry about you though. I mean, the, the only time you do leave this place is to go and get That's money. True. That's true. I mean, this yeah. this might turn you yeah, into yeah. some like blogging libertarian or something. <laughs> don't please, please. That would compromise my integrity as a journalist. Uh, well, go check it out. Patreon.com. New NYC Crime Report. And uh, I, you know, follow on Twitter. And it's, I'm always linking to that. If you basically, if you go to crimereport.nyc and just start clicking things, you'll find yourself on Patreon. It happens. Yeah. My, my stand-up website's patdixonnyc.com. I gave up on that. Nobody wants to see that. Go to crimereport.nyc. But the other one's still there, too. And I got to say, the New York City Crime Report fans are the best fans They're that there awesome. are. And here's what they, because I go like, hey, would you guys mind leaving a review on, on iTunes? They leave a review on iTunes. Could you leave a review? Could you share from, you know, uh, if, if you listen on Stitcher, share from Stitcher. Uh, I'm trying to get on the chart more, you know what I mean? So, like, I think if, I think the more the show gets mentioned, or the more you share it, or the more something, if you leave a review, that's good. Tell a friend, do whatever you can. That's way more important than any money on Patreon. But you don't go to Patreon because of the money. Thing. That's not the thing. You want a little extra content, a little extra access. And, uh, and the best thing of all, uh, I get money for that. <laughs> we can keep this thing going. You know what? We didn't get any money at all for the first like, year or two. Nope. Or two We've been doing the show since uh, 1997. And uh, I think we're better. we've gotten up to 193 episodes. It's taken a little time. What are we going to do for 200 episodes? We didn't celebrate it last time with 100. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Well, you know, Jim, Jim is now left. It's only me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over? (laughs) That was good. (laughs)